Welcome to the High Speed Podcast, the official podcast of the High Speed Alliance, taking you further, faster, together. We are setting our course for freedom and legacy through mastery of business, finance, family, and lifestyle. Welcome to the High Speed Podcast. This is your host, Forrest Bryant, and we've got a great show lined up for you today. We've got my good friend, Gene Guarino, from the Residential Assisted Living Academy. How are you doing today, Gene? Doing great. So good to be here with you. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm so excited. Uh, Gene was at our last meeting and he just really brought tremendous value. So uh, if you're tuning in, uh, we're, we're, we've got a great, uh, a great show lined up for you today. So uh, don't go anywhere. This is going to be a good one. Um, thanks for listening to the High Speed Podcast. We're sponsored by High Speed Alliance. And uh, we are just really focused on trying to help our clients and our listeners uh, generate freedom and legacy in their life. And we do that by mastering the business, the finances, the family, and the lifestyle. So we're going to hit on a lot of those things today. So, uh, uh, Gene, let, let's, let, let's jump into this thing. So, uh, you know, why don't you, uh, you know, I, I know uh, a lot of our community knows you already. We've had, uh, we've had uh, quite a few people that have come to your, to your academy and to learn about uh, the residential assisted living model. But, um, you know, before we, uh, you know, before we kind of get into the details, uh, you know, introduce yourself to our listeners that, 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 that maybe weren't at our last meeting or haven't, uh, have, haven't met you before, but, but who, who is Gene? Who is Gene? That's a great question. <laughs> so uh, I'm not a doctor and I don't play one on TV. How's that? <laughs> uh, <laughs> actually, when I got started, and I'm in an airport, by the way, so if you hear background noises, that's what it is. But um, I got started when I was 18 years old with real estate, first house, uh, and we had a music school, recording studio, small record label. So it was from a professional basis being a, a tenant. And two years in, the landlord was horrible, the house was worse. So it was either shut it down or we have to get a new location. So that's when we bought our first property. That led into the second, the third, the tenth, and so on. And flash forward all these years after doing fix and flip and buy and hold, I do one thing and it's very simply residential assisted living. And when I say residential, it means a house. And when I say assisted living, it's for seniors that need care. And it's a very lucrative business. It's a real estate and a business play. And it was so great there for us to be at your event because there's so many people with such hearts. Uh, you know, they've been through their career. They want to do something different. They're not quite sure. And when I got a chance to share with them about what it is we do and our motto of do good and do well, it really resonated with a lot of people. And then, you know, we were just having this conversation beforehand, how some of them have brought their kids to the class, the kids being 30 and 40 years old, <laughs> and to learn about this. And it's something they can do as part of the legacy in, in live action where they're together or supporting them in it. So it's, it's fantastic. Well, uh, thanks. Thanks for the intro, Gene. And, and you've got you've got a uh, you've got a background. Uh, you're you, you were a financial planner and and uh, and, and and helped clients. Uh, how, how long how long did you do that? And at, at what level? Yeah, so I'm a certified financial planner. And that was really for my own benefit, though, because as an entrepreneur, uh, I had a number of different businesses. I think on my last count, 22 businesses in the last 41 years. But at some point, I was looking for what I should do. So I became a financial planner, really for my own benefit. Didn't really hang out a shingle for other people, but that's over 20 years in the U.S. as a CFP and also licensed in Australia for, I don't know, seven or eight years now. At one point, I was doing a lot of business there, so that was important. Uh, so I really do understand money, investments, uh, what to do, what not to do, when to do it, when not to do it. And that's why I'm in senior housing, because... We're all going to get involved one way or the other. 
you can't escape it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, uh, uh, you know, taking that and then just, you know, throwing a blanket statement out there, I would say that, uh, uh, you, 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 uh, embody the, the, the philosophy of education, don't you? I mean, it seems like you, 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 you've really, you, you, you've learned by the, uh, probably a little bit of school of hard knocks, but you've also put in the, 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 the formal education to make yourself better. So, uh, I would say you probably got a pretty expensive brain up there, don't you, Gene? <laughs> well, actually not like, not like doctors and so on <laughs> where, I mean, I attended college really a short period of time, but the CFP that's specialized, so that I did do, and and no problem there. But I don't have a, a formalized college education and so on. My education is more from doing and learning and experiencing and then hanging around with people. That's that's why I'm here. I literally took a red-eye Sunday night after doing our three-day training in Phoenix, took a red-eye out here to spend one day with a group of entrepreneurs uh, here. And these people are just a high level in a whole different area. So that's what I'm doing here and flying back uh, this afternoon. Well, great. Well, you know, one thing I, 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 I tell, I tell my kids and I think if there's anybody that's young, that's out there listening, uh, you just can't underestimate, uh, the power of education and being around other really, really smart people. So if you're, if you're one of our younger listeners, uh, just never stop learning. And, uh, Gene's a good example of that, that, uh, you can invest. I, I tell, uh, I, I tell my kids sometimes I've got a pretty expensive brain because it, you know, not only you know, it, it, uh, you know, just to get across the line, you know, with the undergraduate and, and, a, and, a gra- and a graduate degree in, in dentistry or medicine, but I didn't stop there. I went into, I was always, even when I was practicing dentistry, I went to tons and tons of continuing education and just really believed in that and, uh, and, and learning the business skills. And, you know, I've just never stopped. And, you know, even going into the real estate and the financial planning, I mean, if you want to be successful, you just got to keep learning, never stop learning. So great. Point. So now Gene, Let's talk about seniors. So I love what you said earlier. Um, you know, you really, you know, <laughs> you can't, you just cannot deny the demographics and the economics of, 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 of people getting older. The population's growing. People are getting older. People are living longer. And, uh, where, where, you know, you're either going to end up, if you live long enough, you're either going to end up paying for it or you're going to have a loved one that, that you're going to have to pay for. Uh, or you, you know, maybe if you guys listen and you take action, you know, you could be on the other side and you could be on the collecting side on the investment side to, uh, either running a business and taking care of seniors or owning real estate that, that services that business. But, uh, let's get, give us, uh, you know, cast us a net, Gene, let's, uh, put, put it, put, put it in a nutshell from your perspective, you know, what's going on with the senior market, you know, give us, give us some, you know, give us some demographic and tell us, you know, where we are right now and, and, and what do you see coming up down the road? You know, we talk about baby boomers all the time, but baby boomers are not in assisted living. Their parents are, or they were, but they're coming. So the oldest baby boomer right now, 72 years old, they're 10 years away or more from being in assisted living on a regular common basis. So when you think about senior housing and the opportunity right now, it's a hot topic. It's all over. Books are being written. Everybody from Robert Kiyosaki to Warren Buffett talk about it. They understand it because they're in it. They understand it from their own parents and relatives and loved ones. The stats are simple. 77 million baby boomers, an average of 10,000 people a day are turning 65. More importantly, the super seniors, 4,000 every day are turning 85. That's 1.4 million people turning 85. They don't just 
pass away at 85, many live on, and many hundreds of thousands of them every year need to move into assisted living. But there's about 1.4 million beds in America today. So there's not room for them. That's a crisis. But I see the other side of the coin, which is that's an opportunity. And when you think about baby boomers, they have driven our economy for 70 years. I mean, they have been driving everything from diapers to baby food to McDonald's to housing. What McMansions were a few years ago don't work today. Senior housing, whether it's Golden Girls or assisted living, big box or small box, huge opportunities for decades. Look at any chart and it'll tell you that. Oh, beautiful. So uh, let me, let me, let me, let me, uh, let me see if I caught some of those important numbers. The, 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 uh, the oldest baby boomers are, are 72. Right. So we got 10 years before they really start entering this. Uh, you're using 82, I guess, is kind of the, is that the average in, entry point? Is that assisted exactly. living or, or independent living? Assisted living. Independent or, is our own community, 55 and above. That's different. That's you and I because we want to play pickleball and golf. So we're really talking about and I guess let, let, let's 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 pause for just a second. So when you know, for our listeners, when we say senior living, we're really talking about those three different categories. So you know, mm-hmm. de- defi- define those for us, just so our listeners understand. Yeah, LAL and MC. Perfect. So again, I'm going to assume that you don't know what this is. So 55 and above would be considered adult uh, independent living. So you have to be 55 or above. It's really just age restricted. No care, no help, no need. The Villages is your biggest example with now hundreds of thousands of people living in its own community with two dozen golf courses, but they're 55 and older. When they need help, they have to call somebody to come visit them. So the next step is assisted living. They're not ready for a nursing home. It's not medical, but they need help 24-7. Somebody medication management, food, uh, housekeeping, and so on. So they can either hire somebody to come into the home or they move into a location, a home, or a facility. That's the area that we play in because the next step is nursing homes. So nursing care or a skilled nursing facility called a SNF. That's the acronym. Uh, so we do the assisted living in a residential setting. Beautiful, beautiful. So, and then uh, memory care, can you comment on that as well? Because that's a, that's a, that's a yeah. huge topic as well. Memory care is something that's even going to affect all of us even more. Uh, there's, you know, when we say assisted living, usually that's event-driven Somebody falls, they break or bruise a hip, and now it's like somebody needs to watch them. So they move into assisted living, not ready for a nursing home, but memory care. I mean, how many of us have uh, been looking for our glasses only to find them on the top of our head? Or you're holding your phone and you're saying, where's my phone? I mean, I've done that. We all have some memory care issues, but it's become a serious uh, situation where some people, they're living at home and very they need help. And that is really, really, uh, when we talk about do good and do well, uh, the concept of helping other people, there's so many people to help. And the concept of doing well, making money, the amount of money that's being spent on this care is huge. And uh, it's just such a huge opportunity. So memory care, you can do that in a residential setting. We have many students that do that as well. The homes tend to have fewer residents. They might have five or six or eight residents versus 10 or 12 or 15 residents. The caregivers are still with them 24-7, but it's more about the memory care issues than it is the physical. 
Okay, very I good. I could go on for hours, so I'll let you. Yeah, leave. no, 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 I love it. I mean, it's all, it's all just fascinating. And when you were saying that, I was like, I was trying to think, should I, should I, should I admit this? But, uh, you know, some, I, I don't know if it's necessarily a senior moment, but I've certainly had, uh, you know, taken my medicine. And I, I don't know if it's a senior moment or if I, my brain's just not, I'm just on autopilot because sometimes I'm just thinking about a zillion things at once. And then, you know, five minutes later, I think, did I take my medicine? I can't, I can't remember. Okay. So, um, well, why did I walk into this room? Yeah. I, that every day. <laughs> I can only imagine it's going to get worse as we, as we age. So, uh, so uh, back to where, we, uh, thanks for defining that. So back, back to where we were. So we got 10 years before the baby boom Python on the demographic uh, chart starts really moving into uh, the age where they're going to start needing these services. And then we've got, at least 20 years of that, that big Python moving through the system. So, uh, you know, the demographics of this, you know, is going to be, it, it's super strong right now getting into it. And then we know we've got at least a 30 year span. And, uh, I, I, what comes after that, Gene? I don't, I don't know the answer to that. I'm, I'm, I'm really asking the question, but what, what, what comes 30 years down the road? <laughs> You know, n nobody knows, but it, it's really interesting because the millennials actually from a population standpoint are bigger than the baby boomers. Mm. Uh, we'll be, you and I will be long gone and <laughs> they'll have to deal with whatever they deal with. What comes after that? Oh, of course. I, I think about all the movies that we used to watch where you get to be 30 and it's like, okay, start running. Yeah. You got to check out. I don't know. That could be the next step. Now that's kind of weird. Sorry, I had to bring that up, but you asked. Well, I did, you know, uh, you know, I put you on the spot. I try not to put you on the spot too much, but I, I knew you could handle it. So, and I really didn't know. Nobody knows. I mean, I don't know. nobody knows. We, we don't. We don't. We don't know. But there will be some some creativity, and there'll be a lot of water under the bridge. But I, I love, you know, I love thinking about fifty and a hundred years down the road, and just kind of thinking, you know, what's what, you know, what's going to happen. But uh, uh, undeniable that this is a good place to uh, to get to get involved right now um, for the next for the next thirty years at least. Yeah, it's a really long run, but the piece I wanted to say is when, when we all think about what could happen in the future, you can go negative, you can go positive, but the point of what if, mm. the government could change the rules, but they can't pay for it. When we talk about what we do, it's private pay, it's individuals paying for their mom, their dad, it comes out of their resources. This is not the government taking care. I, I wanted to make that clear because a lot of times people think, oh, it's Medicare and Medicaid. Mm. Nope. They only pay a few thousand dollars a month. The clients that we work with are paying four, six, eight, ten thousand a month. Uh, big difference, and it's it's kind of like C class real estate with Section Eight, or it is the upper class real estate with high paying residents. That money's not as much of an issue. Yeah, you you you, you mentioned the monthly uh, number, so let's let, let's go there and define that because if somebody's listening. You know, they, they may not really understand the gravity of of, the, of those numbers that you know you you know four yep. six eight ten. So uh, let's let, let's go back and let's uh, g g give me give me some averages. So let's talk about um, uh, you maybe nationwide, but like independent living versus assisted living versus memory care. Just kind of just give us a blanket number, just so people understand. And and you know, being a financial planner and working with my clients, I'm always. And you, you've got an in, uh, an insurance background just like I do, and um, you know as far as protecting your wealth, whether um, you know I, I I love and I'll, I'll throw a pitch out here, uh, and I'm not selling it, but uh, if you don't have it, you need to go get it. Gene Gene will back me up on this, but long term care insurance, uh, if you don't have it and you're over forty, you need to look at it. Um, but protecting your wealth from having to pay for 
your parents or protecting the family wealth from your children or the wealth being drained from the expense if, if you actually need that. But, you know, give us an idea what those numbers are for independent assistance sure. memory care per month. That's going to shock some people if they don't know this. All right. So when we talk about assisted living, it's kind of right in the middle. I'm going to give you the minute, then I'm going to go bigger. So $3,750 per month for a private individual in uh, assisted living. So $3,750. That's an average. So when I ask people, and even at your group, when I was there to visit, I said, how many of you know somebody who's been in? And if you know what it costs, raise your hand. The numbers you get, the low end will be $3,500 or $4,000. Be it then it's six, eight, ten thousand $10,000 per month. Now, I know some of you listening are saying, how in the world can somebody afford that? Make sure that's $3,750 a month if you guys are listening. That's, that's the average. So, And you would not want to put mom in an average home. I mean, right. that's the other part of it. You drive by that average home and you don't even want to slow down the car, let alone let mom off and say live here. Right. So people are paying a lot of money. And, but let, let me go back and answer the original question, which was independent living versus assisted living versus nursing home. You could almost double it each time. So 2000 for independent living. So I have, my in-laws live in Florida. They're on the East Coast. They live in a community that there is no assisted uh, help in the home, but they're in an area where everything is taken care of. Somebody takes care of the yard, uh, a light bulb in the house, everything there. And they pay about 2000 a month for the house, even though they own the house fully. So they still pay two grand a month on top. Now, as soon as they need assistance, then they have to move from their home into another facility. So that might be the assisted living portion of that complex, which would be, let's say, 4000 per person to be in that facility. Then if they actually need medical help, a skilled nursing facility or a nursing home and where there's medical services there, you can double it again, and it's going to be $8,000 a month per person. And those are national averages. So every state's different. Uh, take a state like Texas, which is like a country with massive cities inside, and every one of them is unique and different. And the price is different from one county to another, from one neighborhood to another, even within the own home. Like I have homes in Phoenix, Arizona. In that home, one person might be paying 3000 a month in a shared room, and then somebody else is paying 7000 a month in the master bedroom. So it will depend on the uh, amenities as well as their needs, how much care they are, but it's a lot of money. And your next question is, well, where do they get the money? Where does it come from? <laughs> so I'll answer that one. There we go. But you're right. If you don't have long-term care insurance, get it. Now, if you have it, keep it. That's the other part. The insurance company is banking on you just getting in for a couple of years and bailing. They love that. So they love it when people buy life insurance and never collect. When they get health insurance and never collect, we're the ones who keep their profits uh, fat. So if you have it, keep it. But here's the secret. Get your own assisted living home. Move into the master bedroom. Bill the insurance company to live in your own home, double dip. That's really the key. Now, if you don't have the long-term care insurance for whatever reason, get your own home so you can move in the master bedroom and live for free. You've got nine or 10 other people paying five or 6,000 a month. So you're making money while you're being taken care of versus just having all of your legacy just bled away month by month, year after year. Because that's what I see for us. A lot of people move into our homes. They didn't have a plan. They sign over power of attorney to the kids. One of the kids is in charge. They do the best they can, but it's stressful. They spend all of their cash. They liquidate their home. They liquidate all their assets. Then the kids who are 50, 60 start spending their own money. 
their kids' college education, and it's sad, yet it could have all been avoided with just doing what, what I show people how to do. Now, that, that, that's a, that's a, a beautiful, beautiful uh, example right there. So if, if you're listening, Gene uh, just said, make sure you've got long-term care insurance. And then when you get there, make sure you own, either convert your home into uh, a, a residential assisted living facility or make sure that you buy one where you can double dip, as Gene said. So, yeah. so uh, I, I love it. And actually, uh, 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 my, my, my in-laws, uh, I hate to call them out on the, on the, on the podcast, but they were scratching their head when you, when you, when you said that last time and they were thinking, huh, we could probably, uh, park a few, a few of our friends in here. So. <laughs> I so, love it. They're thinking. Yeah. They're scratching their head a little bit. Now, can, can we make this happen? So uh, the economics are, are, uh, are great. So let's talk about the economics a little bit, Gene, cause we're kind of getting to sure. the end of the, end of the first hour. So, um, uh, give us an example of what somebody would learn when they come to your residential assisted living academy and, and they're learning the business. I mean, just give us a little nutshell of what they're learning and, and why, why, why does it make sense or why would, why would they want to learn that? What, 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 what yeah. could they hope to get out of that? So there's a couple of ways to get involved. Number one, and I'm going to give you three of them right now. You can own the real estate and just lease it to an operator. You can own the business and the real estate or the business and collect the income you have now the moving parts of the business, and we can talk about that. The third is just invest, write a check, invest in other people's projects. So you can do all three. You can do any one of them. I think the first question everybody should ask themselves is, do you want to be hands-on or hands-off? And if you're saying, I want to be hands-off, I'm retired, or that's not what I want, great. Then you want a very passive investor. You write a check, somebody else does the work. If you're saying, well, I want to be hands-on, then you can start to decide which level, real estate, business, both and so on. Um, I like to own and operate, but I also do it in a very hands-off manner. And that's really what I teach in our academy is I'm going to teach you what you need to know from our location, the real estate, all of that, then the business, who you need, not being that person, but who do I hire? What do they need to know? And so on. And then how to manage that business. So when I say I'm involved, five to 10 hours a week is really what I do. And it's frankly, not even that. I oversee the manager. I manage the manager but she has all the people underneath, which is where the hassles come, if you will, in any business, it's the humans. It's we, it's us, we cause the problem. So the idea of being involved but not involved, this way I get great rates of return with very, very little effort compared to everything that's happening below me. Uh, so at the academy, we teach you whether you want to do the real estate or the business or both. Most of our students want to do both, but we had some of your students recently and it was just awesome. They came in and they're like, I want to help my kids and the legacy of, so they have the money and the, the, they get it, but they're trying to inspire their kids and they're bringing their kids who are 30 years old to get an experience and see if they get excited. One of the things that really blows me away for us is there's so many people that are so much younger than I am that are doing this. And it's just, it blows me away because I thought it would just be me on the demographic, you know, this 57 year old guy. But no, we have a lot of 30-year-olds and 25-year-olds and 40-year-olds who are doing this not as their last thing, but mm. as the next thing or yeah. the, the first thing. We have people coming in, it's the first thing. So whatever level you want to do it, we can show you how. And hands-on or hands-off, that's the first question. 
Yeah, very good. I, I love that. And uh, uh, that's a that's an incredible point. And a lot of times I work with that with a lot of my clients, because a lot of times they want to run off and they want us to do all this stuff. And, you know, a lot of times they, you know, if, if, if they're a physician or a dentist or they own a small business and, you know, their highest, best use is working in their practice, then they, they there are ways where they can invest passively in the types of things you're doing by certain funds or syndications or maybe even owning the real estate, but not owning the operating business and partnering or JVN with somebody uh, that, that, that wants to do that full time. But, um, you know, if you, if you do want to be active or if you've got those kids that are really uh, interested in that and they're, you know, they're, they're seeking to find that place, then it makes, it makes so much sense to do that. But, you know, like you said, think about the, that 30 year old, we just said a little while ago, we got, we got 30 great years ahead, but you know, if you're a young real estate professional and you're doing great and you're looking for, you know, where you want to, uh, we, you know, one thing I, one thing I love to talk about, we, we mentioned a little bit before we got going here was just focus versus diversity. And so a lot of times when I'm talking with, 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 uh, uh, with, with, with clients, you know, a lot of times when you want to really generate wealth, you really got to focus. And so a lot of times once you generate wealth and you know, some of this comes from our family, family office uh, dealings, you know, what, you know, once a family has generated a tremendous amount of wealth and a lot of times they diversify, but they, you know, they still keep a focus on, you know, the thing that really got them there. But, you know, for somebody that, you know, that 30 year old real estate person who might be listening out there, that's really looking for the thing that they were, they're looking to focus on. This is an incredible thing to, to, to consider. So I appreciate uh, you, you, you sharing that gene. So if somebody's listening and they want to get in touch with you or learn more about uh, the residential assisted living Academy, how, how, how do they do that? What's the best way to do that? I'm going to give you uh, access to a free training, if that's all right. But come to our website, ralacademy.com. So that's residential assisted living, but RAL Academy. But if you'd like to get like an introductory training, very simply, RAL101. So ral101.com. Uh, it'll give you a lot of background and introduction to this industry, what it is and how you might get involved. Very good. Well, we'll put that in the show notes as well. So we'll have links to, uh, to, to the website and the free training. We appreciate you offering that up, Gene. Um, let's see. Um, do you have a favorite <laughs> book you want to share and maybe in a quote? How about a book and a quote, Gene? A book and a quote. You know, you, I know you were going to ask me this, but it's still, I said, I have my backup, but I'm going to say one of the best books that I read, uh, and I didn't even read the whole thing. I read the cliff notes. So <laughs> the one thing, you know, the yeah. one thing, what's the one thing that you can do right now to change and make things easier or inconsequential for me, it was get a personal assistant. It literally changed everything. Mm-hmm. Um, quotes from the books. I don't know, but if somebody wants to get a copy of my latest book, uh, it literally just came out. It's on Amazon, investing in senior housing. So uh, right now you can get the Kindle version and you tell me your best quote. <laughs> <laughs> My best quote? Actually, no, I, you know what? You, you flipped it on me, but I've got one. And actually, you're going to like this. And I actually, I, I wrote something down while we were talking a little while ago. Your, your, your slogan, your logo is do good, do well. Yep. And while you were talking earlier, I, I added something to your quote. And, I, and, and, and this fits in great with what you do. How about this, Gene? Do good, do well, finish well. Oh, you, 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 you talked about, you, you talked about legacy and you talked about, um, you know, just, you know, thinking about not putting mom in something that, you know, she wants to finish well and you want her to finish well, you know, I mean, you, you get, you get one life and, um, you know, you want to make sure when you get to that senior time that you're not, uh, you know, so many of our, 
clients say, you know, they work hard, they make good money, they care about their families, they care about their legacy. You know, they don't want to, uh, they don't want to be a pauper when they get to the, you know, the last, you know, they want it to be the golden years. You know, they, they want to enjoy that time. You worked hard, you know, you want to travel, you want to enjoy your health as long as you got it and you want to do good. Let's finish well. I, I like that. What do you think? I think, uh, can I borrow that? That's what I think. I like that a lot. Does and that, that fits really, perfect with what you do, right? I mean, don't you really want Yeah. I love that. It, it's, I'm going to, seriously, with your permission, I'm going to borrow that because I think it's great. That just happened really? live. That just happened live on the air. But yeah, thank, <laughs> thanks for asking that. You didn't know I was going to come up with, with that and change your no. marketing plan, did you? <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I'm going to, as soon as I get a pen out, I'm writing that thing down. I've been looking for my pen <laughs> Okay, Gene. So, uh, you know, in, in high speed Alliance, we're, you know, we're really focused on freedom and legacy. And so on, uh, I usually like to ask you about freedom on, on the front side and then we'll, you know, sometimes we'll save the legacy discussion for the backside. So, um, what does freedom mean to you? You know, freedom for me, it's this, it's the time, the ability mm-hmm. to do what you want, when you want, with who you want for as long as you want. And I think that's really the key. And I think a lot of people, even listening now, you can be free with your time if you just reposition what you have. So some people own 10 houses free and clear, and they're still working in that business of being the property manager, plunging toilets. If you just liquidated that and reinvested it differently, so you have three times as much money with zero of the effort going into it, now you get this. So for me, it's freedom of time and taking control of what you're doing to give you that freedom of time. Oh, I love it. It's time and money a lot of times, and a lot of people underestimate the value of the time, and uh, it's so critical. Gene, uh, don't go anywhere, because we're going to flip over to the to the, our members-only side. To our This is this is just for our clients, and uh, the, the hits are going to keep rolling. And uh, thank you for being here. And if you've been listening to our podcast today, uh, thank you for listening. Uh, please go like us on all of those little websites. I don't, I don't even know what they all are, but, uh, appreciate your, your love and support and, uh, uh, go, go to Gene's website and look him up. And if, uh, that, that really can be an incredible thing to focus on, uh, either actively or passively in the future. But Gene, thanks for being here today, buddy. Hi, this is Dr. Forrest Bryant, and I want to thank you for listening to the High Speed Podcast. Uh, We want to remind you that the information we share on this show is impersonal and only our opinion. You should not take impersonal advice and apply it to your own situation without discussing this information with us or with another licensed professional uh, that's familiar with your situation. Um, Our opinions are just that, and this show is for education only. Uh, This is in no way a solicitation or offer to sell any securities or other types of investments. So thank you and uh, have a great day. You've been listening to the High Speed Podcast. To read our blog and to learn more, visit our website at www.highspeedpodcast.com.